0: Alrighty, Creedcast preview for our Port Adelaide boys travelling over to the MCG today uh, to take on the Collingwood Magpies, 2.50pm, uh, Albert and Standard Time, um, a nice little Sunday afternoon matchup for us. Um, I am going to be working but watching as much as I can while I work and then catching a full replay later on but I'll certainly be keeping track of how it's going. While I'm at work, if I have the ability to do so, um, but yes, a preview coming up this morning. Uh, getting it out with a few hours between the game and the uh, game and uh, the preview, so anyone that has the time to have a listen today, um, thank you and uh, appreciate it. And uh, yeah, anyone who listens to it after the game, then you can see how wrong I was. Uh, it'll always be uh, always interesting to go back to. Uh, but yeah, recording this just before 7am on the Sunday, so give you some uh, idea of what the time frame is that this will be recorded to. With before as I get tongue-tied as I'm doing that, um, before the game. So yeah, there's not much. I mean, it's a preview, but there's a few things that are going on. Um, well, I mean, Port Adelaide certainly we've just had a few issues around the game last week that we're we're trying to address. Um, but uh, I think we can all be thankful we're not in the position Collingwood are at the moment because there is a hell of a lot going on. Um, off the field, really. Um, a few things with the you know the Buckley is part of the conversation, obviously. As any coach at a big club is when they're um they're not tracking so well, but I think a lot of the news um with Collingwood is off the field stuff. And um it's something to consider for today because um it's uh it, there's there's plenty of people that think um probably Collingwood are just gonna get um handily beaten today, um, which we certainly hope they will be because of everything going on. But um off the field stuff that is going on today isn't um exactly doesn't actually affect the on field stuff um directly. So um yeah it's probably a game a danger game in the sense that we don't want to go in complacent and uh, make sure we get the job done. You know and um watching footy last night i think we're all aware of um the big upset the other mob in our um state pulled last night with the previously undefeated Melbourne Demons uh, going into Adelaide and many expecting a win there for Melbourne to continue their run to go to move them to 10 and0 and stay undefeated uh, there's a few whispers around um, that um, it could be a danger a danger game for them because uh, the crows look they've just had the ability this year when they when they do bring the pressure and all that stuff um, to get the to get the result and um, you know the games that they haven't um, they certainly haven't been um, blown out of the water by anyone um, it's just they've just failed to continue St- keep that consistency in the game, but um, when you, it only takes a few little lapses, and you know Melbourne got up by three goals twice yesterday, once in the first quarter, and you thought, oh, they kick on with it, and then the Crows got a couple of quick ones, and it's right back into it, and then near the end of the game they were almost up by three goals, and then the Crows were able to kick the three to get them up by points. Um, so you know, again, I, I tweeted last night from the account. It kind of feels reminiscent of um, when we. Played in round one because we, uh, round one we were able to we saw the Crows get a um, upset result against Geelong who were um, not the Geelong team that we've seen the last few weeks certainly but still um, the, the, the the soldiers were out in the field were that should have been worthy of getting the result that the Geelong wanted in the round one but they didn't and um, we were going into Saturday nights with um, that that result in mind and going into a Sunday game against the Kangaroos travelling away. Uh and I pretty much did the preview that morning as well and said that we need to um make sure that kind of complacency doesn't slip into our game. Um and don't don't go across expecting a result um, you know, before it's actually been um earned. And I guess we could say the same thing for today is uh there's a lot of a lot of expectation on port. Um, certainly um Collingwood are not the kangaroos as far as who we thought you know, the Kangaroos were a wooden spin tip at the start of the year and are probably still the, one of the favourites for it, but Collingwood have gotten a lot, uh, not had a gr- great year so far and um, are right down the bottom of the table as well. So there's similar um, kind of ideas floating around about where Collingwood are at as to where we thought the Kangaroos were at at the start of the year, too. And uh, and as such, there's not many people that would be picking a King Collingwood win. Um, and that's kind of what was happening last night. Not many people were picking a Crows win, if any. Um, a few people have whispered about it, but if they you had asked to put their their house on it, they would have gone with the Melbourne. So, uh, with Port Port going across, um, there is so much. Um, there's obviously been some outside noise with Port, but it's certainly just been about how we're how we're tracking along with the um, Premiership um, favoritism, Uh Well, not not that we're favourites at the moment, but where we are, we are where we are in that that chat, and uh, we. I agree. I think some. I think we're tracking along okay. Um, uh, we've you know we got beaten uh, last week by the Bulldogs, but as we saw last night, they're an incredible side. i capable of twice this year. They've beaten um, teams by more than a hundred points, which uh, just shows a team that is um incredibly ruthless and has a lot of weapons. Um, and has a lot of ways that they can beat you, and a lot of ways that they can score because to score. That heavily um, takes a hell of a lot of... Um, um, and they've got... There's some names that they've had starting to get some consistency for them um, that you weren't even... Um, talking about, it's just it's just unreal like how threatening and, and just how tough they are and tough they are to beat. And um, I think with what Port did last week, um, we certainly weren't at our best and we still... There was a couple of chances there that we could have won that game. So it's... Um, while it's disappointing to still not be quite getting those past getting over the hump against those sides above us, um it's certainly not the result it's not a not a result that um changes anything about our journey. We're still six and three and we've got to go into this week and, and get the job done. And um and this is one of those games that we need to you know, the flat and this is what I wanted to get to, the flat track bullies tag is a is an interesting one because um it's kind of a it's a backhanded compliment in a way because is basically saying, oh, you guys are really good at smashing the seams that are below you, but you just can't win, beat one of the sides that's above you. And when there's only a couple of sides above you, um, around, around you, um, so you're only dropping a game every couple of weeks, maybe. And we, we want to stop doing that, we want to start beating those sides here and there. You're never going to have a perfect record against the top sides, but, um, starting a few more wins would be good, but, um, if we keep smashing the sides that are below us or they're getting the wins again, not even smashing, just, you know, four or five goal wins at least, um, and we end up at 15 and seven or something like that because we've dropped a few, then <laughs> it's not, you're still making finals, you're probably finishing top four or around that mark um, and hopefully we used to get a couple of those results against some of those sides above us and, um, you know, it can be 16 and six or, you know, 17 and five, that kind of record. Um, so... It's not it's, it's a it's a weird, it's an odd tag because then you have teams like Melbourne that lose to the Crows, which is, um, you wish you're a flat track bully at that point, don't you? Like if you are losing to a team that's um fifteen places below you, um, and there's a few of those results floating around, and uh, and so, today I really hope we continue to that flat track bully tag. We we want to get a comfortable win, um, hopefully, and uh, and and continue that and be seven and three at the end of the day, uh, and keep people talking about it. if we if we just keep people. Calling us flat track bullies—we're not in the worst position, um, I don't think. Um, certainly, we want to start getting those wins against some of those sides. But um, if we keep beating the ones that are below us, keep winning the games that we're expected to win, um, we can't be too um, unhappy about that. It's a—it's a weird one. I keep—I've been thinking about it a lot the last couple of weeks as that tag keeps coming up, and I just keep thinking that if the only thing that people—the biggest thing that people are criticising us about at the moment—is that. That's not the worst position to be in. Yes, we can improve and stop being flat-track bullies and just be bullies um, like the um, the Bulldogs are at the moment because um, they've just beaten pretty much everyone. Um, and even that game against Richmond, they, they very well could have won and maybe should have won when we see how Richmond are going lately, but they just Richmond probably just had their best spell of footy for the entire year in that in that game. So um as i keep saying the bulldogs could very easily be um undefeated and and uh, they certainly i think the best team in the comp at the moment um and brisbane are certainly looking alright as well uh but for us um you know we've lost to both those teams as well as as well as west coast uh, over at west coast and that's it um the rest of the wins have been reasonably comfortable besides besides richmond which um you know isn't a isn't a even with Richmond still being a bit up and down this year, it's no mean feat to beat um, Richmond. So beyond that, we've been winning comfortably, and um, I'm happy for that to continue. And happy, just happy for the flat track bully thing to continue. If we keep winning those games, that's not bad. I don't know why we keep. I don't. It's, it's just outside media noise. Speaking of outside media noise, as we get into talking about Collingwood a bit more, um, boy, there is a lot of outside media noise for Collingwood. Now there always is. I guess it's Collingwood. That's um, they live and die by that sword a little bit. Um, certainly with their president, they had um, former president. They had for over twenty years. Um, he certainly got them into that discussion sometimes unwittingly. But they're, they're just that side that um, you know. One of the big when you're a big side in Melbourne, um, it's kind of like you know your big sides and big markets. In whether it be you know your your um, LA teams or New York teams, it doesn't matter if you're in a big city and you're a team that um, asks for the spotlight a lot, like Collingwood, then um, when things are not going well, um, then you're going to have that um, amplified spotlight as well, and that's uh, certainly the case at the moment. Since um, you know the do better report and the proud and historic day and all that stupid shit that Eddie was doing, getting himself out of the game, getting himself out of the game, um, as he did, uh, having to resign, and then the the, the it's really become just it's starting to just tumble down around them. It seems like Eddie um, with just how the power he held um sway at that club kind of just held everything together because it, out of you know whether it was healthy it certainly probably wasn't healthy um towards the end um uh, because what it's done is when you have such a powerful figure leave it just the, the power vacuum kind of makes everything else implode around itself and you know they named something that mark quarter to president and then mark quarter is president and then they've already got a um a little um Coup happening from the members um, at the moment in um, trying to... So basically, I think what's happening is there's a member, I'm trying to remember his name, David Hately, who's been a member for 40 years, and he's basically... Um, he's going to be outside the ground today collecting signatures from members, um, and he only needs 5% of the club's eligible voting members um, to force in an extraordinary um, general meeting. Um, basically, um, because Hately is... Um, Quarter has been named without a proper vote, member vote, which the members will do. Um, they they want to call an um, extraordinary general meeting to um, actually get the mem a proper member vote for who should be president. Um, so that's happening today. I think what uh, Mark Quarter might have tried to, uh, I think he had a meeting with him on Friday to try to avoid the situation. But I believe I saw a tweet um, from David Hatley himself saying, "Well, he was he was appreciative. And, you know, did the whole, you know, your." Um, like positive um kind of spin on a meeting saying, you know, it was it was very political in the way of so I know, I appreciate Mark Cora's time and but this is what we feel is necessary um for the members to have their, their proper say. So yeah, um Hately will be um caught getting the signatures outside the ground today, I believe, and um and so that that that's, that's kinda of gonna be a big story for Collingwood today. Um because, you know, it's such a um, extraordinary move for a club that's had such a stability in that position for the last twenty odd years. Um, the, when you've got a member, a member of the club standing outside um, collecting signatures to try to get a to call like, such a, a spill motion, essentially on on Mark Quarter is um, certainly not going to be a welcome distraction off the field. And then there's of course um, anyone that's heard of the news about jo, um, their former uh, cheer squad member Joffa, which is horrible and i'm not going to really get in, gonna get into that cuz it's not um it's certainly not something to um criticize and ma- and make light of in, in in criticizing collingwood's position that's actually uh, unfortunately uh for collingwood they did utilize Joffa's image um and and celebrated him um for years as a fan but um they certainly don't celebrate what he's um accused of doing and and certainly some of his um Actions of late, and what he's said um, in some uh, some racist terms uh, in the past year or so, uh, Collingwood have distanced themselves from them, and certainly as they should, and um, I certainly don't blame Collingwood for anything if they found out, unless they had some weird knowledge of what Joff has um, been accused of doing, then um, they've, um, you know, they've got nothing to answer for there but there's still just that's part of that outside outside noise at the moment because it's still just happening this you know this week was that that noise news about Joffa came out and then there's the the, the spill motion that this um, member David Haley's coming forward with um, and getting these signatures today it's just it's just so much piling on at the same time. So a lot of outside noise and and outside. Um What's going on with my uh, voice today? I don't know, um, and my enunciation really. Uh, but that's just me. Um, it's it's something that you could you know and port and the thing that we've got to avoid as well. So with Port Adelaide is um, all this stuff going on is is very easy to sit there and go fuck this team's going to be. This team could be um, in a bit of a shambles, but the thing is, with all of this stuff, none of it actually has any impact on on the field unless they unless they're so distraught by it and reading about it. But I can't imagine this group is. There's a lot of talented players out there still for Collingwood. Certainly, they haven't. The list management hasn't been great the last year, and they've um, they're well publicised. We don't need to get into it anymore. Um, although it looks like n- <laughs> the Bulldogs could be without um, Adam Trillor for a few weeks as well. Um, depending on what that in- injury uh, diagnosis ends up being. But um, they've still got a pretty handy side. You know, Brody Grundy will be a big test for Adams today, which will be an in- interesting one to watch. And I'll talk about the Port um, side a little bit more in a, in a couple of minutes. But, um, you know, they still got Pendles and bo- side bottom. And, you know, Darcy Moore and Taylor, Taylor Adams is back today. I think Jordan Roughhead is back today as well. So there's a couple of key ins for them. Um, see how fit they are. Taylor, I think Adams has been out for six or seven weeks with that knee injury. And, Roughhead, um I can't I can't even remember what he was out for, but um <laughs> I'm not a Collingwood fan. Um but he's back in. Um might have been was it concussion or something like that? Uh, yeah, that Yes. Uh, a quick Google set tells me that Jordan Roughhead was out with concussion. Oh so somewhere um in my in my Vast watching of AFL news, I must have subconsciously picked up that he was out for concussion. But, yeah, so Ruffhead, you know, he was just out for concussion protocol, so he's he's back in and shouldn't have any um, beyond lingering effects of concussion, which we certainly hope the protocol's done its job. Um, It wasn't any serious injury. So he's a a bolster to the defense, and then Taylor Adams certainly – comes in and, and bolsters bolsters the middle of the ground as well along with um you know you, Pendles and Sidebottom are um on uh, very much on the uh, twilight of their careers um you know Adams is probably the future there um well he's the future there um so they they they're just in a bit of flux at the moment with the fact that their side just doesn't have those guys coming through exactly that are um uh, have stamped their claim on who's going to be the next generation in that midfield and all that stuff but there's certainly the guys that are still there that have been there for ten. Twelve years, um, are still incredibly talented players, and certainly got the experience and the guile to um, try to make it tough. And uh, one of the things I, I'm going to watch out for is how galvanised they do look, because all this outside noise. Um, and there's been there's been some articles written about, oh, is Bucks losing the team, you know? But then there's been um, equally been some that have been saying, you know, the squad is incredibly, you know, more or less behind Buckley, and if they are, um, and they're this. Team as a whole is playing for their coach, then that's that's a dangerous thing. Um, now we should still our team is playing for Hinkley, and um, we've it seems very well publicized how much our our boys do like Hinkley, and any any players that um, don't see eye to eye with them end up at Hawthorne and um, talking about getting traded again. Um, <laughs> so um, you know it's not that not that we're any any shambles as well, but it's. Um, it is something to look at that we, we should be expecting this Collingwood side to probably be a bit tougher than um, all the outside noise might try to tell you they will be. Um, I think a lot of the media stuff is just that Collingwood is in a shambles, but it's it's really, Collingwood off the field is in a shambles. The Collingwood on the field are struggling and um, certainly are in, have um, got very good, except they're going to be in a bit of a rebuild, but, um, you know, the teams that are in rebuilds can, you know, uh, we've got North Melbourne have made life tough uh, for a few weeks for a few teams. Um, you know, they were right up there with Geelong a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they could have beaten Collingwood a couple of weeks ago. They did get them, finally got them, um, got that uh, over the hump against Hawthorne, which, you know, not a great team either, but all these teams, if they get the right, just the day goes right and um, things go right for them, they can get that result. And uh, we certainly saw it with the Crows yesterday who are very much in a, in a rebuild um, knocking off the top side. That's 15 places between those sides and they got the, got the job done. Um, it's about that difference between us and Collingwood. So we've got to accept that, um, or uh, go in, um, you know, don't go in complacent. Uh, don't, don't expect outside to, this is more some therapy for myself because I get worried about these kind of games. More than I do, um, you know, game against the Western Bulldogs, I knew it was going to be tough. It's a top, top of the table clash. So I get more, uh, some, in a weird way, I get more antsy about these games, especially against Collingwood. Obviously, there's a lot of outside noise. Um, uh, why do I keep saying Outside um outside noise about um the prison bar stuff and but that as as Matthew Richardson well said on the radio yesterday, that that doesn't actually <laughs> it's not meant to be a factor in this in this matchup because we don't want to wear it against them. But there is that stuff that's happened in the past couple of weeks as well. But that's really um that's even more outside of um Collingwood than um all this stuff is because that's a that's just a former president essentially stoking those fires. So um you know with a, but with us we've just got to go in there and um and and do the do the job. Um, don't be complacent. Um, you know, we we'll see what everything is, that's going on around the league at the moment, and just re- recognize that it does actually. It, you know, the game is still one on the field, and I think I think um, we're, I certainly don't expect our our side to be uh, have any sort of sign of complacency, particularly with the. The results over the past couple of weeks have um, asked some questions about uh, the guys in the guts, the guys in the midfield, and, and certainly some of our forwards are, uh, are continually um, getting a little bit of sticks as well, so um, I guess that's, that's probably about time that we we do have a little bit of a chat about our side going into the game. So I've got a couple of outs, a couple of ins, pretty standard for Port Adelaide, it seems lately. Unfortunately, Clurie's out with for, um, for a little bit of time with his um, broken jaw, which is um, quite a nasty one. Um, Orazio is apparently out with a bit of a leg. Uh, he's been managing a bit of um, um, issues with his with his leg. Um, doesn't seem like it's anything too bad. He's um, still running around and training. It's just um, might be just a little bit of time to let it flare down. Um, and so, yeah, Cluri out, Ventasia out, Frederick omitted, and Bergman is been going go- is going to be named as the um, sub. Uh, it seems. Um, so with that uh, it's a welcome return to Dan Houston who was in my opinion sorely missed last week Um, he's he's just been in in incredible form probably last year and going into this year he's gotten even better again Um, and he's he's, his elite kicking and just his his ability to break lines and uh, and and, you know just get um, he's just such a key part of our 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 bounce out of um, defense to defense to our um, our our end of the our end of the field as well as just um, just his his grunt and um it's just he's just i just i can imagine last week he would have just been such a such a key part of um a a, a better result last week if if we'd had him um so unfortunately well not unfortunately we missed him last week but fortunately he is back in so hopefully he doesn't get any big hits on that shoulder and um we can um get a few weeks on the few weeks on the run without him getting too many uh knocks around that shoulder because it seems like that one's just gonna be. Managed throughout the year, and uh, fingers crossed. Essentially, that we just we don't have to worry about him missing another week here and there. Um, Lockie Jones back in as well after he's had the good recovery from syndesmosis. Um, You know, it's chalk and cheese to um, considering it's the same injury that um, Butters apparently has. But Butters is having all sorts of issues with the um, the side effects of that injury. So, but Jones back in as well, and it would be um, fun to see him running around again uh, because we have he was um, you know. A lot of rawness to his game in those first couple of games he played for us, but there's a lot of you can see why Um, he's so highly touted, and um, he's certainly um, with the experience of those first couple of games under his belt, um, and he's already played in one of those games was at the MCG as well against Carlton, so um, um, big big chance for Jones to come back in and two out of his first three games at the MCG is not too many Port players that can. um, have and say that um so that's wonderful and trent mckenzie the cannon he's back in for his first game this year and after a, he had a he was an incredible part of what was a, ma- a nice um almost magical run to uh, the grand final last year we were so close and mckenzie was key so much last year and um he certainly um he's been playing pretty well down there at the stand full level and um one of those ones that's been pretty stiff with um the depth we have um to not get selected yet but being uh, the year that's been with some of our injuries, he's finally getting get his chance um, after another injury. So he'll be he'll be down there in defence, and certainly um, we'll be looking forward to particularly that that long raking kick and um, and his and his defensive ability, and um, to be able to help out down there and uh, get the job done. So those are the ins and outs. Um, it's really, um, apart from that, it's uh, all the familiar names that we've, we know and love um, and a big test for a lot of them again today. As I mentioned briefly before, Laddam's um, in again with um, Lysett continuing to his suspension. Um, is a big test against Brody Grundy, who's um, been going all right this year, um, but he's certainly Brody Grundy, someone who's had um, questions asked of him over the last couple of years. Um, after signing that big contract, and um, yeah, but um, his his class is still there, and um, Laddams will certainly have his work cut out for him against him. Um, you know, he went in last week against um, inexperienced ruck, and um, and uh, had had a decent week last week. But you know, he's certainly going to have one uh, one of the premier ruckmen in the competition to go up against this week, and we'll, uh, it'll be a good chance to see where Laddams is at. Um, and you know, if he he comes out with um, in flying colours after today, then you can really say that um, he's probably going to have it's his spot until Lysic comes back, um, and certainly a chance for him to stake his claim as to whether um, how the how the kind of side makeup happens when when Lysic comes back if, if he's becomes too you know too good to drop, and particularly when you when you think about Laddum's, um his ability to stay in the side, that all comes down to how our three tools are going, and they certainly again last week. Um, We'd had some good good results from the three tools the last few weeks, but again against the top side they just didn't quite click and um yeah we'd need to see a bit more out of Dixon and Marshall and Georgiades Just in um you know, just consistency wise, um, down that forward line. We need to just be using the ball better and um uh, but Dixon, you know, he had a he was part of that, that, that little flash comeback we had and in the last quarter last week and um, a lot of these all these guys are you know, they we need just need to see some better it's decision making coming into the fifty as well, um, and certainly Marshall with his decision making a little bit um, last week as well. We just gotta um, they gotta back themselves in a little bit more at times, but um, I, I'm trusting them to back themselves in today. Um, midfield um, pretty similar makeup to the last few weeks. Um, Oli Wines hopefully continues another great year, or oh, what is it probably his career best year so far um, in by a long shot. Um, this week um, he, he's he's on for another big game and we just need a bit yeah a bit more out of the rest of the you know just get into the contest a little bit more and get the job done um, but uh, yeah it's not much more to say about it it's, it's um, you know apart from those ins and outs it's uh, a side that um, is well well balanced to go into the MCG and get the job done against a, a Collingwood side that um, we'd certainly be expecting to get the job done I uh, for me I think. Win by win by thirty five points. I'll just put that number down there. I think um, I think it'll be one of those games that um, uh, for some reason I'm just expecting to be frustrated at times. With uh, we'll probably miss <laughs> miss off. It'll be it'll, it'll be one of those games where Collingwood will be probably um, will fight and make it tough for us at times. But we'll just our class will show in the end, and we'll get the job done. I think we've just got too much. Talent around that forward line um even with Fantasia missing you know and you've got robbie and um and connor um and and certainly rosie um there's been talk about whether he's carrying something a little bit still and um we need to pretty needs a big game um just um big game with some um some pressure acts and just um particularly just getting a um showing his class around the ball and kicking some goals will probably be um a big boon for connor. Um, and Robbie and Robbie Robbie had a, another one of his magic Robbie Gray moments last week. When nutmeg, it's it's even when he doesn't mean to do something, it's um it happens. Um, CV Motlop needs to probably kick a couple of goals again and just get back into that vein of form that he was um a few weeks back. And um so there's but there's all that talent is there, and obviously the three tools I've already talked about. It's just um there's so many guys there that can um can cause damage. Um I think that forward line will. Have a good have a good day out today. Um, I'm hoping for, but it, it won't come easy at times. I think it'll be one of those games with a bit of ebb and flow. Um, as Collingwood will try to throw a couple of punches because, like I said, all that outside noise. Um, I think um, they're not they're going to be um, wanting to kind of um, prove that. You know, they'll probably have a bit of a chip on the shoulder because there's so much that talk is about Collingwood at the moment. There'll be a lot of them. We'll be thinking that it's not actually us; it's um, it's all stuff beyond our control, and we want to play for the coach and, and Buckley will certainly um, want to see that kind of result as well. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see how um, how this game kind of pans out because yeah, it's, cause it's um, a fascinating kind of matchup with um, two sides and with a lot of different talk about them off the field. So, um, yeah, there's um, our boys certainly have um, the job to do and uh, can't show any complacency. Um, and uh, but beyond that I think um, you know, even that defense will sorely be it's gonna be we're gonna miss Cleary, there's no doubt about that. But McKenzie's a good in for that and um Aaliyah certainly his his recruitment came, has come in to kind of alleviate some of that stress about the um the the ability to um defend the ball coming in against the tools of the opposition. So um we're still there's still that defence. When I mean, if you swap McKenzie for Cleary but you've um added Aaliyah in there, you're still you're still looking pretty good. So there won't be any excuses there. Um for a lot like we this this is a team that um we should be beating comfortably if we do everything right on our end even with the um injuries we have um it does bring it back to the field and i can't even imagine what a uh, full full strength Port Adelaide would do to a Collingwood side at the, that is in its current ebb but um you know those injuries do bring us back to the field just a little bit but um we're still um with the amount of class we've got on the field we should we're still far Still, such a far better side than Collingwood are at the moment. That's not any bias about me trying to be a Port Adelaide fan sticking the knife into Collingwood. That's just um, objective. Objectively, we are just in a better position at the moment with the the talent we've got around the ball and um, in both both ends of the in both fifty meter arcs. Um, we're just in a better position at the moment. Um, a lot better youth. Um, our veterans are playing in a lot better lot better form, and it's just it's just the way it is. So. Um, expecting a yeah a thirty five point win would be nice. Just get a comfortable win on the road against Collingwood at the MCG is all I'm asking. Um, don't need to you know fuck. I'd love to be starting. To see some of those big wins like what the Bulldogs are getting, um, but they're just they're just in a, a rare vein of form at the moment. Um, not asking for anything like that. Keep getting the four points on the board. Um, get it comfortable. Don't want to be stressing about the result in the fourth quarter. Um, that would be that would be nice. But um, otherwise, just a comfortable win. Thirty five points. You know, a six goal win. Um, get the job done. Come back. We got um the the Fremantle at the um at Adelaide Oval next week um, before the bye um we want to be going into this bye at 8 and 3. Um so this is the res- this is the result to get. So let's get the job done boys. Um another second trip to the MCG of hopefully 3 this year. Um knock on wood. And uh we'll uh, we'll see you back here next week with a 7 3 record um, ready to cheer you on again at Adelaide Oval, but we got to get the job done today. So let's get the job done. Can the port? Let's get it done.